in your ear. Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Mike. What? Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Dave. And I'm J-Bo. And this is... Together we are... Doesn't oh, suck now. Doesn't suck now. Ultra edition. This movie sucks nose. Oh, it sucks nose. Get it? Nose. Uh, you know nose. what? It's a lot that's easier a if you were on a radio. Nose looks like a dick. Not, Get it? Yeah. If it was a dick, it's a lot easier if you were on the radio and you couldn't see yourself. To like make all those radio like, just talking now. This now because when I watch myself do it, I'm like, I want to talk So people, that's why we don't have energy all the time, unless we get the energy from Marom. We always so, get going. Know. We get going. Let's get going. Mike, what movie did we watch? Uh, this time we watched because uh, you picked movie. it. I oh well yeah I, a little anger with that did I did I actually pick it this is yes. one that's like yes okay well You're, I'll, yeah, this I'll, is on your name we're looking for somebody to blame I'll fall I'll fall on the nose I mean sword for uh, <laughs> this one <laughs> which was like every joke in this movie but we watched e. <laughs> we watched Roxanne from 1989 uh, seven Steve, seven whatever um, <laughs> It was, it's like Steve Martin's ode to Cyrano de Bergerac. Uh, and it is, did not, it doesn't hold up so good, whoa, does whoa, it? Whoa, I, whoa, argue, whoa. I argue this movie never held up. I, I mean, okay. I wrote, I wrote not anyone? knowing that Steve Martin wrote this movie, Mama J-Bone told me in her research that he wrote this movie after over like the course of 27 years or something. And, yes, uh, true. and I wrote, without knowing that, I wrote, Steve Martin is wrong for this movie. <laughs> how fast did he write for the jerk? That was better. Right, I see how this is going to go. I'm going to try to defend this I, um, um, pile I of boogers. I don't know. Wait, like, go ahead. I mean, what's, what's the opening? Like, what's the movie about, Mike? What's contact. About? Dave, Dave, what's the movie about? All right. Boom. So. <laughs> boom. I, oh. I cannot wait for no. your, your, so, uh, your <laughs> alternative titles this time. Oh, wait, oh no, my God. It's, that's too out of control. Dave, tell us what this movie's about. Summary. Plot summary. Basically, um, Steve Martin's got a big nose. Yeah, I mean, opening in the movie. Yeah, opening in the movie, <laughs> he gets into a fight that seems very unprovoked. Then he has a couple of friends <laughs> who are definitely date rapey. Then he falls in love by uh, letting Daryl Hannah back into her house after he does a fantastic gymnastics routine. And I want to know who that stunt man was. That was Steve um, Martin. Yeah, right. What? <laughs> it was not Steve Martin. So anyway, so basically, it's if you if you know anything about Cyrano, he falls in love with her. Then in this movie, basically, I mean, I got to go with Solo's like constant theme of how just horny white people, especially 80s movies, this is an entire town of horny white people. That's all this town is. It really and then, is. Yeah, that was one of the best jokes people. in the movie, though, yeah. was when they were trying to write the first let- love letter. And he was like, well... You know, how did how does she make you feel when you saw her? And he's like, horny. Yeah, I, I got a boner. And so basically, yeah, the new uh, fire uh, fireman comes to town and joins them. He's really pretty. Daryl Hannah and him. I'm not even going to go into it. We know the Sierra yeah. scene in the balcony. Yeah, so they 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 it, sleep basically. together, and then Steve Martin's nose leads him to a fire. Somehow <laughs> that <laughs> skip, skip a few important plot points. There, well, so, well, they, so let's go. Let's go. Let's rewind because the, the first and, scene in yeah. this movie is really, really bizarre. The movie opens mm-hmm. with like him. So I want to take a poll here real quick. Do you guys prefer the the 80s like opening on a phone phone call that you can't see, but the camera eventually takes you to the end of the, to whoever's talking on the phone opening or the 90s opening of like somebody's going through a doorway and it's going to open up into this world that you're about to see. Which one are you guys more a fan of? So the, the mysterious phone call that could change your life or 
the opening door hallway walk. I, I, I don't know. I like Specific, the walk. Specifics yeah. could be better. Like the, the doorway opening in the beginning of Blade, for instance, is mm-hmm. like one of the best ones That's ever. Great. But then so the you're a doorway guy. in the beginning of The Matrix is also pretty freaking awesome, too. I, I prefer torn. I prefer umbrella sword fights. Umbrella sword fights <laughs> or, are amazing. Or, or, uh, tennis rackets. Or tennis rackets. Or so, so, okay. Tennis yeah, so I digress. My bad. So the movie opens with him walking down the street and he's all happy-go-lucky, which is a common theme for him walking down the street. And Kevin Nealon and another dude are like drunk skiing in shorts in July. In the summer. In the summer no in snow. Canada. I don't know what they're doing, but they're, they're walking around with skis. They're taking their skis to get cleaned and buffed. And they're hammered. And it's, e- and it's, either, it's, either, 9 a- it's either 10 a.m. It's either 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. We don't know at any given time. That's true. <laughs> and... It's they, six in they, the morning. Yeah. They, they kind of like antagonize him a little bit, but like in a way that you could easily walk past and just move on with your day and not really have a big deal about, especially if, if, you, not if, you, if you're walking around with that nose all the time, you're used to this. Right. So, but he can't let mm-hmm. it go. And he like no. sword fights them with his tennis racket for an extended battle sequence that has real sword fighting movie sound effects over it, which is never something the movie ever goes back to, or like, I don't know. But it, Okay, I'm gonna. It does yeah, in subtle ways. Yeah. I know. So that's that first scene is the obvious. So, did you throwback. say the word subtle? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> for this movie, more I mean, subtle it's compared sword fighting to sword noises. fighting. No, that scene is not subtle. The point I'm making is that it does it other throwbacks the to the original Cyrano in more subtle ways as the movie goes on. I've never read Cyrano. I've only seen all the. I've seen various adaptations or whatever. But um, is he a dick? In the in the no, book, like he, he is, is in this movie, <laughs> he's a very confident, like right. skilled swordsman that is ugly. Like that's right. the whole thing. Like he's his one weakness is his self doubt because he's not attractive. Mm-hmm. But he's like the most skilled swordsman in his town, and everybody loves him. And he's got so the word fun fact. Super hung. The word yeah, he's got like a donkey thing down there. <laughs> no, the the word panache. It was invented <laughs> for that play. Like it was a word that did yeah. not exist before it was written into Cyrano de Bergerac. Which is like, like uh, exuding confidence, right? Like yeah. with style, yeah. right? So I so, is this very scene, fun fact. I like. I, I so I think I think this scene though is like indicative of why I did not like this watch uh, of the movie was because like the tone is really strange, like. That's where I was so, trying to go. go ahead. So, Sorry. yeah. So we know this is like an updated version of a play from, I don't know, whatever, the 18th century. We know it's... When men wore hats. Yeah. Like Steve, Steve Martin is more hats this, like, in this movie. Gotta yeah, say. Sticky comedy thing. But like the, the sword fight happens and you're like, is this reality? Is this just like totally wacky comedy? Is this like... Yeah. You know, is there like because there's like a weird series, but then it's not, to it it's too. not really any of those things as it yeah. goes, it doesn't stick like any of those landings. Where and that sword fight in the beginning just it's just like sets up this movie that is just like really confusing with some funny jokes from the fire department. I, I have a question for those who did research did they, if he wrote this script for 17 <laughs> years, how much of it got cut? Because it felt like they had to fit that in to be like, oh, we're doing this in the, you know, the Cyrano thing. I don't think I don't think he took 17 years to write the script. I think it was more like he was what I read was that he was fascinated by the play Cyrano, like as a kid. And he saw the movie in the 50s and he had always liked it. So he always wanted to do a movie about it. So maybe it was, you know, that sort of time in the making, but he didn't uh, spend that much time. Right. It was percolating. Yeah percolating around the brain percolating in steve martin um, so but here's an example of how i think this movie goes wrong right which is um with the fantastic uh rick rose rospick whoa whoa oh whoa, mute, whoa, mute that. whoa what the fuck i'm about to drop some serious film criticism that was here. steve martin he said stop <laughs> talking shit <laughs> i don't want to fuck with him Gosh. he's a badass so okay Gosh, so rick you, you rick, gotta drop one of those uh movies be quiet ads in the middle of that yeah. like turn off your cell rick, phone. turn off your fucking phone rick rose <laughs> rick rose brosvick from aka slider from top gun is the like lovable doofus who comes to town and this is how the movie goes wrong i think it's a great choice by steve martin the writer 
to make him lovable and not an asshole. And like, he's not cocky. He's like, he's kind of relatable. He gets nervous around women. He's kind of like a big kid. And then at the end, he just like ghosts on her and it kind of make it, they kind of frame it like he's an asshole or something, but I don't think he's an asshole. I think like, I think Steve Martin's character is a way bigger asshole. But, I think. But do you doubt that he would have done that character would have done that? Do you think that was out of character? No, I think him? that was, yeah, that's probably fair. But at the same time, the, I just, I guess I'm criticizing the movie's perspective on these characters. I think some of the characters are cool. This is the first movie I've ever seen that I like Shelley Duvall in ever. I really? like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like her. I find her really annoying to watch just being harsh here but i thought she was so funny and just like perfectly loose in this movie and fred willard was also in the right movie oh, incredible yeah he was so I funny like yeah. young and daryl hannah's really good too i want to say that i also think she's a way better actress than i thought she was when i was younger i think so she's what exactly really was wrong with it then to steve martin to... was wrong with this movie that was oh. the problem with this movie Steve Martin wow. was the problem. Yeah, with this it's movie. really weird. That, you didn't that, like that's the way the that problem. he played it, or the way that he wrote it. Like Steve Martin is the actor or the writer. Well, I think part of it is the script never gets out of his voice. It always feels like it's Steve Martin talking through every character, and for whatever reason, that bothers me. Maybe it's just because of the way the jokes are delivered. And I think, like, um, in a weird way, he gets at the heart of like he kind of makes this character angry, which is kind of interesting to me that there's this like anger simmering behind him. But at the same time, okay. I never buy that his character isn't like beloved and totally has women all over him all the time. That oh, dude is well, so talented. Me... Women will overlook a nose. <laughs> like people will do that. Well, let me ask you a, a real broad, let me ask you a real broad question. Broad. Do you like Steve Martin? I don't know. Now yeah. I'm questioning this. I always thought I did, but I, I also don't like planes, trains and automobiles. So maybe I don't well, like Well, that's Steve the thing. Martin. Like, I feel like this is a movie. It's a litmus test. And Steve Martin is not, I don't know. He, he he's the same guy in all the comic movies and if you don't like steve martin then it's it's a failure to launch that could be it now i like steve martin and i thought that this movie didn't hold up either and i i agree with with josh or uh, i agree with j-bone because like steve martin is great he's made a lot of great stuff but you can't like win them all maybe maybe this was sort of um you know, I don't know if you guys listen to that podcast called Blank Check, but they talk about the, the theme is like that directors who have incredible success get like a blank check to do what they want. And sometimes it doesn't always cash. And I feel like this is a good example of Steve Martin not, uh, you know, it's weird because this movie was really successful too and like beloved. But I feel like in it, like now looking at it, maybe it's that blank check movie where well, it's, it's not. You know, it's not as good as you remember it, which is. The but you know, of our this podcast. was his first. This was his first um, uh, feature film that he uh, they were that they got the keys for that he had right. the ability to write and to you know and essentially write and star in. But then, well, right after it was Three Amigos. So, I mean, well, I do like Three, Three Amigos. Yeah. I'm pretty sure bombed. I actually look it up, but you know, I feel like it was viewed as a bomb after that. But then we kind of had this discussion in the last one. Um, where you have these movies that come out that maybe do okay or bomb or whatever, but then end up being the cult classic that lasts forever. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. the same, I, I think this movie, a lot of people know it, but I don't think a lot of people go back and watch it. I know once again, in our VHS library that Tom Gugino had, <laughs> um we had this movie i had seen this movie i cannot tell you how many times me too my mom definitely had yeah. this movie yeah and i remember not, i remember yeah. giving it i think this movie trained me to give a movie to give stuff a chance way more often than i probably should with my time but sometimes i'll just go back to stuff especially with music and movies where i'm like i must have missed something i have to like Maybe year the years will teach me something, and it did not teach me something on this one. I did not, <laughs> I did not find anything that I was like, man, I, I totally missed on think, that one. Did anyone think, by the way, like I really thought about this after when we did the Lost Boys? J Bone was, I think it was J Bone or, or Solo said something about it being one of the first times, like, or when focus groups were really like in fashion and being used. And in a way, I felt that this entire movie, going back and looking at it had a very formulaic packaged way that the end cut came out to. Which and is the weird, character. right? Because if it's a blank check movie, then like it feels like Steve Martin fucked this up. It doesn't it but doesn't it feel like the studio did. Movie. It feels like that he didn't like he was taking elements and he's just wasn't maybe he's a more polished writer now. He's been writing for decades at this point after this, right? 
but it felt like he like had some good ideas. He had some good jokes. He knew how to get a scene in there where he could do some like stand up with like the the scene at the bar when he when he does all the different names for his nose. Uh, like if you can feel like he knew these elements and like he's he's clearly a very smart man who like took the crap seriously, on, but it didn't it didn't didn't jive to me. Well, and it was I think more has to this do whole... with with sensibilities though, because like we the like this is kind of like what I was saying, a perfect like does it suck now movie because it's mm-hmm. like we remember this movie much differently than seeing it now because this like the sensibilities around the tropes of dating and like men and women and all these things in the 80s was much different than it is now and watching this movie now you're just like oh man just like could you imagine just going up to some girl and being like well all right oh, so I like Mark, your- you're you're getting into <laughs> you're getting into like a whole avenue of discussion come, that come, I've been come on ready. back to my hot yeah, tub like I mean, let Playboy centerfold line work for me so many times. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, aren't you Miss August? I, oh I, my don't God. See, I didn't wait, feel that to somebody. Wait, I just want to clarify. Wait, I, I, I want to describe one thing real quick. Real quick. I just, this whole concept of a blank check movie for Steve Martin, I wanted to just do away with because I read that yeah. this was his first. It was his first that he got. I mean, like, this his was first out of writing like, was, movie, but he had right, right, probably but been, it, but from, but he had but, been a star from his of a big success. He didn't yeah, write the he jerk. Got to write it. And he was he a writer was, before he was a performer. He was a writer for like TV. This was his, I don't know if he wrote a movie. This was his safe movie. Like he did all the things he had to do from a safe standpoint. But now I, to pivot yeah. to whole like to Mike's whole theme of like how technologically and sociologically outdated the whole romance aspect of it is, it took me a while to get over that. I mean, I didn't enjoy this movie until I got well past just the the chronological impotence. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I thought this movie was pretty low yeah. on the '80s offensive scale. I was fine. I did, none of that was the reason why I didn't like it. Like it was uh, pretty high on the saxophone scale. Oh, oh, there were some great sax. Way high on the saxophone. And you know, who played, you know who played on on all the tracks? No. Was it Timmy Capello? No. Please, God, say yes. No. It was Timmy Capello's brother, no. Sean. Oh, Wait, really? His brother? <laughs> it was Sean Capello. Capello I was going to explode if it was Timmy Capello. Um, Tony Capello. <laughs> Tony Capello. Tony and Timmy. You know what his band's name was? Manon. <laughs> Manon Amiga. Manon Amiga. She lose her hair. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I think he, I think this movie holds up enough that it's like, it, it could be charming, but it's like, I don't know. I think like. Fred Willard doing like Mayor Quimby before Mayor Quimby yeah. would be amazing. <laughs> that that was, I mean, I think that the fire department, those guys doing bits, well, I could have watched the whole movie of that. Yes. Just like. The I thought the same thing. Yeah. I would have watched the it, whole movie yeah. about this, this town, this yeah. weird town in, in the Pacific Northwest. I would have watched the whole like here's the mayor with his girlfriend who's like 20 drives a Corvette <laughs> or something and like and here's this firehouse where they're just like the dumbest guys you've ever met and <laughs> I'm telling you it's because of Steve Martin take Steve Martin out of this of, movie and, that he wrote and a bunch of horny old ladies who want to fuck uh, aliens yeah they want to fuck aliens that was funny everybody else was in the right movie I was feeling and apparently else. an so, entire fire department that has never fought a fire ever ever they just come every summer. Are they all volunteers? That's what I had to like assume. Yes, there's a volunteer. They bring only, in only the Steve sexy Martin, only Chris and and <laughs> and Charlie or whatever their names are. The, CD. The, yeah, he's the a CD. So wait, and, they took the budget from the town to fly in a professional firefighter. Yeah. Yeah. That was, really? That, this yep. is your disconnect with this movie? Is that was the it. professional firefighter aspect of it? Beautiful I find town. the four-foot nose very normal. That's so here's my comp. Dave, I'm going to throw this at you because I know you, you're you're big on the movie comps, like comparing it to another movie. So this movie has kind of like a – it was a writer's movie, right? This was, this, was, this was a production geared around this writer and the script who happens to star in it. And it was directed by like a TV veteran who's kind of like a, journey, a journeyman guy who's known for like being, getting out of the way. And he's exactly the kind of like guy you want to do this. This movie reminded me a lot of A Christmas Story, which is Ooh. one of like the maybe 10 or 20 greatest movies ever made. So it's not quite fair, but A Christmas Story has a lot of this, but does it so much better. Like captures this like 
the vibe of this quirky little town and its own little quirks. And like, there's a lot of shots far away. Mike, I, I, I know like the sound design part of you was dying during this movie because the ADR is <laughs> off the, off the fucking charts. They're recording all this dialogue. That's not natural at all. And they have to really like, rely on these faraway shots constantly, which Christmas story does too, but Christmas story nails the like naturalism of it. I don't think this movie yeah. got, got a style, right. It never like got a style that landed for me. By your uh, 2020 I mean, standards, it did. No, by by its own standards, it's a movie. 2022, right? I forgot. I think it's like this is one of those okay. movies where the whole. I'm like, losing track too. It, it kind of comes to you in a smart package. Like here is a here is a modern adaptation of this like classic piece of literature. this like classic play. And I think it just like gets a lot of like critical juices going when when like you know roger ebert just like salivating for some stuff like this did you like this movie um uh, you know what i bet i'll you look did. it up i'll look it up while you're talking you okay talk. Yeah, so it was one like, of his 10 best of the year that but year maybe which was this shock lens, full of movies lends to your point solo about like steve martin making his first movie so um he does something that he thinks is really smart but I think comes off just a little bit pretentious. Yes. I, I, like it's, there's like an air of pretentiousness about this, like, and going back to the initial, like, uh, whatever ski, so <laughs> tennis racket, ski fight, assault. Yeah, tennis assault. where, where it's like, here's, here's Steve Martin be like, look at this. It's a modern, uh, adaptation of a, you know, French sword fight from back yeah. in the day. Look at this. Check it out. We, isn't that so cool? This is just, and, this and is allowed like, justice cool. in this town. There's no cops in this town. Been, do you think it would have been better if like when he was giving his solilo- soliloquy in the bar, um, if like that ended in a fight and they broke some bottles and they had like a like they showed how he's apparently you know a martial like a artist Navy or seal. he's a Navy SEAL yeah he's like an Israeli uh, bodyguard and at the end he's like Steven Seagal and I are friends well well take the bar scene too the bar scene where he goes through all those jokes. And I barely chuckled at any one of them. I'm like, here's your chance to be like Steve Martin and like punch it up and yeah. like make it I like a couple times. But more importantly, but more importantly to Mike, to, to, to add okay. to what Mike and Dave said, I really I gotta get this one out. The the human <laughs> the it. human Squeeze the human observation out. side of this movie really fails and it feels like created it feels like creative play, not human reactions. Like the dude who makes the big nose joke in the bar scene is like, it's what's interesting is if they keep on with them not being mad at each other anymore and it becomes a bit and the guy gets in on the bit and it looks like it's going to go there when he plays the darts and they do the whole joke of like, I was the 1987 world darts champion and they're smiling. Yeah. And then he goes back to being grumpy when the, when Steve Martin's doing the, 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 the standup bit and it makes no sense. It, it's like, it just, it, takes away from the immersion in this world that they're trying to create because it doesn't feel like these characters are reacting in a way that they would. It feels like they're all reacting as if Steve Martin is playing with a doll set in his room, you know? And right. I don't like that about this movie. I think that that does a disservice to what so otherwise is there is some good yeah. writing from but, Steve but Martin in this movie. It's really weird. It's a weird. You had movie. just said that all of the other characters in the movie were fantastic in the roles that they played though. Like right, because I think they did a lot. I think yeah. they brought a lot to the movie. I think they brought a lot to the movie that Steve Martin wasn't necessarily giving them as a writer. And I think the rest of the cast found a tone that works really well. And then he's kind of like disruptive of it in a way that I think hurts the movie. I don't know why. That's the best I can come up with. But am I hearing for the first time that J-Bone is upset with character development? I like character development. I like I, I like I like knowing what these characters are doing. I, I like you can't read no. a character though who doesn't make sense well, how, within a scene, you know. But I think they all make sense. I, if I may, uh, big interpret. nose guy did not make sense. Why was he mad? No, no, it was it funny, all, and he wasn't even the butt of the jokes. He was mad. Nothing was about him. He was mad. Here's the he got thing, shown though. It up all in a public sense. setting by. Look, it's they are. It all makes sense. It's a classic piece of literature. It's like this fucking amazing play written. Whatever. I, mean, I don't even think the original play is that amazing. But, but the point is, it, like, the this whole movie is just not good. <laughs> I'm renaming our podcast. So, so you have to wait. We got to take a break, and you got to wait because yeah. I know you got some stuff to say, and we're gonna 
I got something to say. You can I lean got in. Something to say. In a '69, my Humpty nose will tickle your rear. So just remember, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Have been in this, this dude gets pussy. There's no way <laughs> that dude, you. when he makes the joke about I can please two women at the same time, every woman in that bar is like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small yeah, enough town that maybe he's run through all the ladies already. You know, like it, there's like 25 people in this town. You should have the t- confidence to yeah. talk to Daryl Hannah and they don't have any chemistry at all. That's also a problem in this movie. As we come back from some sexy and satisfying saxophone sax section saxophone. I'm running out of S words. Sexy and satisfying saxophone (laughs) interlude. We come back and Josh Solo is going to tell us about this movie because he likes it. I I mean, okay. I don't like it. I just feel like it deserves more of your respect. You're allowed to like it. Do your respect. I... I think the point, a lot of the criticisms that you're making today, do your respect. It, I, if I say it, it, throw some respect on this movie. I throw think some respect. respect. Are you do ready, it. guys? Let him talk. 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 Let I feel like this movie was supposed to have a little bit of a two-dimensional, you know, small-town theater company sort of vibe to it. I think that was the point. It was not supposed to feel, like, super embellished and, like, so well-presented with, like, character development. All these things that you're criticizing. It was supposed Wait, to be not one of bit. us criticized the production level of this movie. No, not, not production. I mean, I'm talking about, like, the whole character interaction. I mean, like, obviously everybody hates Steve. I get it. <laughs> Nobody likes Steve Martin. No, I but love I Steve like, Martin. I just I like Steve. Are you strawmanning us? Are you just making up arguments <laughs> that you think you heard? I, I mean, I just what watched. I only what was the, the criticism movie? about about this being, you know, the the movie not being? Uh, so here's a moment that I want different. Okay, sure. Ready? If I'm if I'm really nitpicking, it's the porch scene, and the porch scene uh, when with after the whole sequence with like. Uh, the letter and him trying to go up and down the upstairs, downstairs, all that. So they're on the porch and no, I'm sorry, not that scene, different porch scene, the porch scene when, when muscle dude, when slider shows up for the date and it's super awkward. He's got like the hunting cap on the, I'm a hunter scene. Right. And she walks out of the, she's like, do you want to sit outside? And he was like, you're here. And she walks outside, leaves her front door open. They just let it go. That's fine. Like in a normal movie, it's not a big deal whatever you cut in the next scene the door's closed but here's a moment where you could have like had an interesting moment for one for these characters given a little extra inner life she turns around she closes the door you give a little shot of her face being like nervous or or excited or whatever anything that would add something that give this good actress a little something more to do that's all i'm saying i wanted a little more i wanted a, i wanted the movie to do its characters that a little is, more favor that, that is a petty detail criticism i would say it matters you're being petty it matters. But, but there's tons of other parts of that scene <laughs> that you're not recognizing that involved her reacting to his ridiculous, stupid, boneheaded. Right. They statements. have chemistry. They have chemistry together. Steve Martin like, and that's Hannah what do matters is like her is her reaction to his ridiculous, like radio relayed stuff from yeah. Steve Martin. That's what matters, not her reaction yeah. when she closes the door. That's all I'm saying. Huh. They're well, both once really again, good. I'm going to say, I just feel like I've described certain scenes like this in other movies, and I find this strangely satisfying. So keep going, J-Bone. Wait, you always complain about plot, like inconsistencies in the plot, which is not usually something that bothers me that much. But in this case, when it's a character-driven story, right, we're watching the story because of the characters. We're, we're given this like small-town feel where we get to know all these little characters that are going to be running in and out of the story. And I wanted more. You know, that's all. That's all I'm saying. I just wanted more. I, I, it's similar to what you're saying. It's just that there's some explanation or something that adds to your character, whether whatever it could be. Usually mine is some sort of, although I keep saying I don't like long backstory things, but a little something so I can understand why. And that's just a general why. I know that's very Freudian. 
Or, I mean, I don't know. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. The bar scene. The bar scene where they talk about Reno, where there's no Steve Martin in that scene, and it's Slider and Bartender Girl. Uh, call yeah. him Slider because he's Slider. <laughs> um, and and they, no, it's just like that scene. They have chemistry. It's charming. It's like a total '80s movie, like meet cute, and it's great. And I like. Yeah, I just that, wanted all that. That scene sells you on the fact that he makes an actual genuine connection with that bartender to yes, explain why he scene. runs off with her at the end it's of the movie. It's a great scene. And why he's not an asshole for running off with her. I agree. It's a great scene. It's a great scene that I think the movie but doesn't I live think, up to. But that is also something that I think I relate to in not only this movie, but many a movie we watch. It wasn't that long, and they added something. And once again, I agree with J-Bone that it's this it, – well, I agree with him in this instant where we're saying like <laughs> I I understood where – her character suddenly became almost fully developed within right. you know a three-minute thing where I was Not like, even. oh. Yeah. Wait, so let me go and back to – you know to who I didn't is- know? The asshole who hits on everybody who owns – what's the name of his store? All Dead Things? All Things Dead. All Things Dead. Oh, that's dead. a great joke his- too. Including Steve Martin's funny. Yeah, Steve Martin's funny. There's some really great dialogue in the script, and then some of it's really pretentious, like like the um, the whole like the whole stupid like oh, if you can quote Shakespeare, it means you're smart, and I love you, like all that shit's stupid. I almost wanted the whole fire station to then be part of. If we're gonna go there in that sort of '80s style movie, I almost wanted the whole fire station to be there to help him win Daryl Hannah over in the end in some stupid ridiculous like you know i don't even know a bunch of fire trucks oh, a big fire i can make this movie i can make this movie better with a single i can make this movie better with a single casting i would have liked some ready? of it <laughs> ready this is my this is my this is my fix steve martin and damon wayne's switch roles oh yeah none <laughs> damon wayne's would have been a really funny cyrano <laughs> and and I think would have brought like a, little, a lot more like joy and charm to the role and not as much like smarminess. How about, how about and I think Fred Willard and Steve Martin's switch? Fred Willard would have changed the movie. Wait, wait, wait. Play. That would have been a really cool metaphor, even for the time, of having um, a black Cyrano debat, you know, in that right. town. They never would have done it in the 80s. They probably would not do it now, unfortunately. That would have actually there, that been. A, wait, I have an example of. of to back up Jay Bone's point here of, of how uh, Steve Martin goes wrong. Don't you change in your the, mind, Solo. You say strong. In the balcony. So in the scene where they're doing the switcheroo on the balcony and, you know, he's talking and doesn't sound anything like uh, a yeah. slider. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but he says, well, he, he says, I'm protected by the night, which is, for some reason, the way he delivers it, it's super fucking creepy. Yeah. Like, if you said that to a woman from the darkness, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's another example of well, something not holding here we up. Go. But even the, then, yeah, I think it's exactly those are the worst scenes in the whole throwback. movie. That's the worst scenes in the movie. Is okay. it how you say it? Like, if you're like, I'm protected yeah. by the night. Is that clear? Yeah. <laughs> I'm protected by the night. I'm protected by the night, and I also wear a tinfoil hat. You know, like. Christian Bale Batman voice, all protected by the darkness. <laughs> I'm going after Rachel. Yeah. Later, I'm going to the supermarket and using my coupon. Then I'm going shopping. You should mall. have sex with me, Chris, the guy who's saying this. You're criticizing him for trying to be true to the original source matter, which I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Exactly I never read the original source it. matter. I don't give but a you shit don't about have to the original read source it. matter. All right, look, it goes the, back to my point about the tone. Matter. The it tone matter. is the problem of this movie, where is <laughs> it's like they dip a little too far into seriousness, and then they dip a little back too far into absurdity. When, when the, it's just like. Steve when Martin's just eating cake. Too far he's just trying to eat his seriousness. cake. He's eating his cake when and he's making sketches of it at the same time. I don't when know. Is I this think, movie too serious? Explain I think to me when Steve that Martin it takes itself can, too serious. You can see Steve Martin working a little too hard <laughs> yes. to like make this character that you don't really have to go that They should have leaned into. in. Remake this movie, yeah. but with Batman. There we go. <laughs> Remake this movie with Batman. <laughs> with and have, and have like... Batman. Batman teams up with the with like 
the penguin and the penguin's like a smooth talker and introduces <laughs> Catwoman <laughs> as Batman. And I think I in the end of the day, so I like this idea. At the end of the day, they just didn't use the town people that Steve Martin created or whoever created enough, in my opinion. That this would have actually... Just, I'm not mad actually, at this movie. I thought brought it all together. It felt uh, very... Uh, it felt very chopped up at times. Um, although, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Like, there are certain parts of it. I mean, I didn't really laugh again. I do have to admit, I didn't really laugh at most of it. But there were certain parts of it that was obviously very nostalgic. You know, because I've seen it a hundred times. But mm-hmm. I didn't realize how broken up the whole movie times. was. Yeah, the, I have. another another scene I did in the like Tom DiGino VHS library, which yeah. existed in our basement for adults only. I thought the pool <laughs> the pool scene was really funny when Chris sees his nose for the first time and is like hypnotized by it, and Steve Martin does that oh, bit yeah, where he like was, he's yeah. turning his head side to side and he's like following it like a snake. That was that was funny. That was like good Steve Martin. I think Steve Martin works better when he's let when his character is less aware of the joke. You know what I mean? Like he's always mm-hmm. kind of there's two Steve Martin. Well, there's three. There's like super serious Steve Martin. There's like kind of like uh, aloof and better than everything Steve Martin. And then there's like uh, the jokes kind of like happening and I'm the butt of it, Steve Martin. And I like that Steve Martin a lot more. But I yeah. think Chevy Chase is like a better version of that without the pretentiousness. Can I like say that? Both, that yeah, because yeah, like Steve there's Martin. this whole. I love yeah. Bowfinger. Bowfinger is fucking hilarious. He polished it. He got that shit together. Like yeah. Bowfinger has a lot of the same cleverness, but it, it's funny and it works and it's charming. And Heather Graham and yeah. Eddie Murphy are really good at delivering but Steve Martin's the, kind of he's stuff. He's the same comedic vehicle in Bowfinger that he is. It's in, twenty like, years different. Almost though, or all of his years movies. He's not like much drastically better. different. He's much this, that's the point I made earlier. He's the same guy in all of his freaking movies. He's, he's not just trying yet. to put a little bit of a classic, classic yeah. by like you know like you know romantic era classic spin on the exact same guy that he is in all of his movies in this movie. Like what so about like, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Do you think? Oh my God, my I like that Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, like every single. But like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, he's not in every on the show. Every single one of his movies, he's the same guy. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, he plays straight. Bowfinger, he plays straight. There's an earnestness exactly. there, right? He's, but he's not playing Cyrano straight. But what he's not is playing this, it like that in this but, movie? He's very much like you almost expect him to say. I wrote this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get know, it? And, like, you Steve get Martin the voice. joke? Get the references? Like, like, there's a lot of that. Yeah, and he, like, <laughs> he gets, he doesn't do that in a lot of the stuff that he's obviously, that I love. But, I don't know. It just was, like, it really felt like it uh, in this. But the real question is, will we put the Humpty Dance in this episode? Look at me, I'm skinny. It never stopped me from getting busy. I'm a freak. I like the girls with the boom. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. I'm crazy. Allow me to amaze thee. They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me. I'm still getting in the girls' dance, and I even got my own dance. The Humpty Dance is your chance to do it all. Come on. No, no, I do want to talk about it before you ti- I'll preview this before you do your titles. Mike made a point at the break about the outdated what? element of the the break. The outdated element of like the whole, I don't know, like dating strategy, the, yes. the romantic aspect of this movie, how painful it is to watch in modern <laughs> context. But we'll, we'll discuss later. Go ahead. Wait, no, this is it. You can discuss it now. No, no, no. Can do it now or, I mean, <laughs> you picked up the papers and everything. I was like, okay, yeah, go ahead, go Dave. Right. I was going off your your cue. My, I like, Wait, I cued it chew up. On and, uh, chew on that. Chew on that for a second. <laughs> like, like, like a cow yeah. chews on cud. And now these commercials. Wipe your ass tissue paper. <laughs> Brought to you by cud. Yeah. From Fuck Your Mama yes. Gravy. Wow. That sounds like good gravy. I would buy it. I would definitely buy it. <laughs> good. Another good touch of this movie was that uh, he could um, CB could or CD whatever his name was. He could drink CB. from Cyrano a regular, de drink from it's a the regular like after the whole wine scene where he can't drink from it, he does his party trick. Then he he successfully drinks from a regular like juice glass. He does like this. Like he pops his nose up, but then when the wine comes from his friend later, they give him his buddy gives him a straw. That's a good touch. That's good work right there. Or he should have like juice boxes through the whole thing of like anything that he drinks. He would never do that. He's he would never <laughs> degrade himself. 
have, I have a big box. Give me my juice yeah. box, damn it. This movie was, was I wonder if there, there was definitely a scene cut where he's playing like Rachmaninoff or something at the piano and she overhears it and it's like, wow, that's beautiful. Like, I oh, also this want little to have ditty, a, yeah. yeah. Don't you oh, guys want to have a, a pummel horse at fucking work? Did you notice the pummel horse just offhandedly put in there? And I was like, well, all right, where's the fencing outfit? That's how fun it is. I also like the visual joke that Damon Wayne's clear, like the, when they cut into the scene where he's like been knocked out and they were clearly like, oh, having God, that a, was a awesome. boxing match upstairs at the firehouse. He's like, tell me he wakes up, he owes me $50. <laughs> That's good. Like this town is great. I want to live in this town. I want to know more about Wait, it. You guys, you guys know the through line from this movie to Tango and Cash, right? Uh, Wait, what? No, no. I hope this is where the cocaine was going. This is where the cocaine was going. Is this no, dude? Michael J. Pollard, who plays the guy that knocks yeah. out Damon Wayans, is the tech like Q guy from Tango and Cash. Yeah, he's oh, also yeah, in he Scrooged as the the bum who dies. Yeah, yes. you're right. Yep. And he's not Tim Robbins' brother, which is funny. not Tim <laughs> Robbins' brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right dave give us or, or ron howard's brother i know, I know. Uh, yeah we're going we're both going to hell for that chain of thought that we just shared dave that was terrible <laughs> go ahead do your uh do your all alternative right. titles <laughs> alternative titles page one because there are two pages bum, ba, da, i do my own music now i've noticed that were you expecting a theme a theme song? Yeah, really. You wanted. I did it once, and Dave's been asking for it every time. But that, that I'll throw was it a, when I'm ready. That was a, that was a note. <laughs> that wasn't the actual thing that you do. Yeah, <laughs> you like, did it once, and I was like, oh, here, right here. I did it, and I was like, awesome. <laughs> and then the next one is just me making mouth voices, and I'm not a good beatboxer, so. <laughs> Alternative titles. That was my first one. All right. Yeah, get that Roxanne system. Secret. Roxanne in space. Roxanne does Dallas. <laughs> Roxanne does Poughkeepsie. <laughs> uh just... the old nose in the eye. Um, <laughs> I got a big nose and even bigger gymnastic training. Uh, I, <laughs> I just, I just broke in for cheese. Uh, sometimes, sometimes the top and the bottom cork switch depending on flavor. <laughs> Dude, that whole Wait, conversation. That. <laughs> we'll get back to that one. I'm so, so glad you caught that conversation. <laughs> the top and the bottom. <laughs> they don't call me maestro. They call me the dick champion. Uh, <laughs> Nelson, Horny Town, USA. Uh, Canada. Timmy, cue the saxophone. Um <laughs> Heavy breast and <laughs> palpitations. Name of solo sex tape. Um, <laughs> I fluff your pillows. I don't know if I use that. That's a good one. Uh, the size of your nose relates to the size of your hands. Uh, everything dead. <laughs> Name of my punk band. Um, the great schnoz has spoken. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good one. I just wrote, Dr. Giuseppe, my home. Um, <laughs> I, I had carpe diem last night, and it was delicious. Uh, not, not the gasoline. Uh, I felt horny and on fire the first time I met you guys in the group. Um, <laughs> I mean, thank you. Hey, brother. Boys, my ladder is up. Um, <laughs> the ladder is up. I forgot that. Then they well, backed it. Hey, Jay Bone The ladder is up. <laughs> Could I fluff your pillows? You stole that one. Um, I always take a meat sandwich with me <laughs> wherever I go in case the ladies get hungry. Uh, see, um, I don't hate Steve Martin. That made me laugh. That was oh, a, that, the meat sandwich line was really funny. And last but not least, Sandy is a bitch. <laughs> wow. Fun. Wait, who is Sandy? The not his sister friend who was that's like the one the, he ran. Like, he ran. She ran. Off. Yeah, oh, oh, she, the, the bartender. I, you know, the bartender. They knew they had know. a connection. They had to run off. Like, also, like I never buy that that 
Slider and Daryl Hannah are spending that much time together and enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem to like each other. That would have lasted all. five minutes upstairs after like the I, sex. I like hanging out, lifting weights, working on yeah. my body. <laughs> he knows Sometimes who he I is. Myself up yeah. for a he knows who he yeah. is, and and uh, he's going to go be a card dealer. And where was it, Tahoe? I love it. Yeah. I follow that story. That's a better movie. Let's go there. It's like a shitty yeah. cocktail. It's like that cocktail, but movie. not glamorous. Cocktail. <laughs> Maybe we should watch cocktail next. It's instead that, of cocktail, it's called Screwdrivers at Dawn. <laughs> that movie is called Dealer's Choice. <laughs> drinking screwdrivers for breakfast, you guys. Wait, okay. So I have a question for for you guys. What uh-huh. other romantic comedies have you seen recently that you would say you enjoyed? Princess Bride recently i watched it like last year okay i mean but recent romantic comedies like made i don't really probably after the turn of the century anything you got anything don't say it like that yeah what's your point (laughs) but my point is that this whole genre is in crisis because of a lot of like, oh yeah i think yeah there's not a lot of well netflix does it because they do them on the cheap and they just do it with like yeah. they grab vanessa hutchinson or whatever her name is and uh and then they just like they or ali wong but i feel like it was it was yeah. such like a cornerstone genre does it. of like the 80s and 90s like just go on netflix right now and look up rom-com out. solo you'll have your choice i'm sure you'll find some gems can you watch a couple mm-hmm. random netflix rom-coms and get back to us if there's a good one I'm not doing that kind of research for you. I'm not doing <laughs> well, you brought it up like this was an important topic yeah. well, of notes. I, I feel like J-Lo you know, to continue the discussion Wait, of yeah. this watch movie. Watch the J-Lo and Owen Wilson one and tell us if it's good. And if you like yeah. it, I'll watch it. I like On that. your own. I, 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 I heard it was awesome. I thought okay, Solo no, look, was so headed to toward, uh, you guys don't even like rom-coms. I, I mean, apparently you don't. Apparently I've seen, you I've don't. seen High School Musical quite a few times. All of I them. like Serendipity. I like uh, Love Actually. Okay, I okay. Uh, I have I a pile like for you. How about 10 <laughs> like Things I Hate About You? Hate love Actually. Did you I like, like the Heath Ledger version of 10 Things I Hate About You? Yes. Did you like it? I'm a fan. I right? like the Rachel Lee Cook one. I where like she a bunch takes of those. Glasses uh, off and she's hot. That one's yeah, good. I like all those, like Freddie Prince Jr., the yeah. reimagined. Oh, they're a perfect example of reimagined Shakespeare. Well, this is what I'm, this is the point I'm trying to get at. Is Shakespeare right? is love, the, the point uh, I'm building rom-com? here. Sliding Doors. Is that a rom com? Sliding Doors. You're saying good. that there are other better movies that. No, do but, this the, thing? but more recent. The only yeah. thing that you're piling on here is because it's like an, an antiquated retelling no, of you're an the antiquated only one saying story that. stop gaslighting us we're not nobody's <laughs> saying it's antiquated we yeah. just said it's not good nobody said it's antiquated except you but, but you're I arguing need you yourself. to fine-tune you're not good and i mean like you're all over the board with <laughs> no we're just okay, okay. Do you want, one. Do you we talk want about how good the characters are and then it's like oh you know steve but martin steve, doesn't but do the main job, character but he, sucks. made me laugh there no the main and, character sucks that's a huge problem for a movie and the movie has no momentum every scene I was trying to say this earlier. Every scene where he's supposed to, like the key scenes of this movie are him whispering to his friend love-like words, right? Those scenes are so fucking boring. They're not interesting, at, like written. No, they're not interestingly I, I, staged. And they're really just, boring. And they have no momentum. You're factually wrong. The, the key scene of this movie that you talked about, you're factually incorrect. The key scene that you talked about earlier was the porch scene, right? Where they're doing all this crazy, like he's feeding lines to Slider and then no, she I'm talking doesn't about know who's talking. Ten more minutes of fucking scene of, the, of that extended scene that happened after that that are unnecessary and bad. That's what I'm talking about. When he's standing there like with his face artfully blocked by a leaf and, and she can't tell the difference anymore. Like that whole sequence is really long and unnecessary and it's bad. It's bad. It was artfully blocked, like a Botticelli. Yeah. What? But I, that's... Botticelli <laughs> for is, is like a booby out of an oyster. That's what Dave is saying. And it's blocked yeah. by a fig leaf. <laughs> like it's like a leaf. To mask your brajol. Mm. A full-figured right. Italian woman of a movie. Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> What's that? Does, I like that comparison. Does, what's this movie called? Roxanne. Roxanne. Does Roxanne <laughs> suck now? Do it in your, uh, uh, in your Italian accent. Do Does it in Roxanne Italian. Roxanne suck? Yourself. I need to know. My Italian accent. Yeah. I need to know. This is a movie. Guys, oh, my God. This is a movie. Oh, my God. This is a lady. How come you come 
to me with this movie. Is this movie as good me. as as um uh the one where Patrick Swayze is the philosophical bouncer? What's that movie? Roadhouse. Is this Roadhouse. movie Roadhouse? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. It's, uh, it's not a romantic no. comedy. <laughs> there are romantic elements and Josh to Roadhouse. Mike, does this yeah, movie the suck way now? him and that mullet guy fought? That was sexy, you know. Yeah. My Saturday side, you can be my Saturday side piece. It's one of the greatest the, lines uh, ever. The blind blues guitarist. I yeah. mean, there's the no blind blues took, The way she took her underwear off and gave the it to sex him. Sex scene on the yeah. roof. My, yeah, Mike. <laughs> anyway, guys, Mike. Before you get into this, you picked this movie. I'm just reminding you of that fact. So just go ahead. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to know why? Final word. You want first word or final word solo? Me? I, I don't I mean it doesn't matter. I'll go, I'll go, find a word. go ahead, Mike. I want to know from now? our from our five listeners if it's more entertaining if we genuinely don't like the movie, except for one. And does that make a better podcast or not? No one will Does this movie suck now, Mike Gugino? <laughs> Dude, stop uh, trying to appeal to the audience. This movie uh, okay. I'll I'll tell you why I picked this movie, Josh Solo. Because I think this movie is a perfect example of uh, what the theme of our podcast is, which is examining movies that we loved as kids. Because I think we're all saying, like, we all watched this as a kid, as kids. We watched it a lot. And now to rewatch it, it doesn't hold the same, you know, allure that it did. Um, and I think the, mainly it's because, uh, I don't know. We've spent so much of our lives watching movies and we have, we know what we like, we know what our taste is. And like this movie just doesn't hold up anymore. Okay. Uh, it's just like, you, like the thing is like, we can see what's wrong with it and didn't hold our attention like it used to when we were, I don't know, almost like 10 or something when yeah. this movie came out. But it's like, I don't know. You just watch movies differently now. And um, yeah, some of the stuff is like outdated. Um, it comes off pretentious. But it's like interesting to watch because now you see uh, uh, Steve Martin with his career behind him, mm-hmm. and you can see him sort of like little developments in this, and you see funny parts. Like we're all talking about, there's great parts in it. There's uh, the cast is is halfway decent. Um, there's like Does elements that are even great to it. Does it but suck now? I want to say it sucks now because I'm probably not going to revisit it. Really. Appeal to the audience more, Mike. Come on. All right. Throw, lob the <laughs> ball to somebody. Think? <laughs> Hashtag no. Yeah. So, yeah, it does suck now. Uh, I'm going to pass it off <laughs> to uh, the man in the screen that's below me, uh, Mr. Dave Gugino. Oh, I'm above you in mine. Uh, uh, I have gallery view. What, Dave, um, what was that bit about the, the top of the bottom again? Say that one again. <laughs> the that top of the bottom works. That actually, yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, sometimes the top and the bottom quark switch, depending on flavor. That's a great line. <laughs> flavor? I didn't understand That's anything. That's true. I know, uh, I know all Mike that science is, is a pretty science accurate. person. Uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what are they talking about? This is kind of amazing. <laughs> you see, in the quark, in the, the chaotic world of the quark, sometimes uh, anything can happen. You know, you're on top, you're on the bottom. Who knows, man? Keys in the bowl. Bring a towel. <laughs> some baby Don't eat from the buffet. Some olive oil. Chip in for pizza. <laughs> Designated drivers, you know. <laughs> wild if man. If you're not ready, I'm I'm ready to jump in. Quantum right. uh, physics I, is fucking wild. Go ahead, Dave. I know we, I, I will make a choice, but I have to say I was just kind of neutral on on this movie. There Doesn't are parts suck now, Dave. <laughs> I I fold under questioning. Uh, I just <laughs> I just think it, yeah. <laughs> I just think I mean it was adequate. I thought in a lot of ways. Um, I, I don't know if it's because time has aged it, and I don't know if because I've seen it a million times, and when I watch it again, I pretty much know the, the lines verbatim, and that's how much I think I ended up watching this movie. It was so familiar to me. Um, as a movie, if I just take it as that, I, I yeah, I don't know. I think it kind of does suck now. I don't, it's not one that I want to revisit. It's, it's like I'd like to see a new movie based off the town and leave the Cyrano part out of it. I think Cyrano as a side character would be fun. Right, I am throwing things. all the bones to J-Bone. Pick it up. 
Uh, does it suck now? Thank you. There you go. <laughs> I thought my sound was off from. <laughs> uh, yes, I don't. I, I I think this movie sucks now. It's, it's it was disappointing. I never I never liked it. I still don't like it. I'm never gonna like it. This movie is like Rush or something like that. Like I've tried, given a lot, given a lot of sh- chances to like them, and I just don't. It's okay. It's okay. I'm probably wrong. It's probably me. It's probably me. Honestly, solo. Does Sierra? Uh, what is this movie? <laughs> does Roxanne suck now? Um, I just wanted. I I want to begin by saying I'm disappointed. I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm yeah. disappointed. I already made that joke when you guys were all cross talking. No, I, I'm really I'm disappointed in everybody. I um, <laughs> oh, oh sorry. Yeah. You nice. all sit and think about what you have said. It really it, it, it hurts me a little bit to to know that there's such a disrespect for what I felt like was a period wait, piece within wait, a period wait, wait. piece. Hold on, hold on. It was, it was disrespect. Like, I feel like we all came to it pretty openly and we're like, th- like talked about parts that we thought were good and also explained why we didn't think it the overall, the whole result was good. So you're clouded by your emotions as, as Mike Gugino once beautifully sang. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that I took a big old fat dump on it the way it it took me a while to digest. It wasn't mannequin. I wondered when I had thank thank the good lord it wasn't mannequin. But (laughs) if there was if there was anything this movie didn't do right, it was a self like the way that it is positioned in the time that it was made has not aged well on further analysis you know what i mean like that's and that's beyond this movie's control the fact that it was made in 1987 as an updated aspect of Cyrano de Bergerac that was made in 87 and it didn't hold up to 2022 is beyond this movie's control for what it was if you're Again, looking at i maintain like this movie sucked piece, in 1987 also i'm just saying well, okay when we were 10 <laughs> we all thought I, it sucked. i changed my mind but i'm like I don't, I don't want to hear any of this like, oh, we all loved it back when we were 10. No, I feel like we all really didn't. Like, we all hated this movie back <laughs> I loved when it. we were 10 years old. I did not. I loved it. No, I did no, not. Okay, seriously, Strawpole, who liked this movie when they first saw it? I Wait, did. David Mike just said they did. Are you not hearing yeah. us? This what, movie is beloved. I raised my hand. This like movie's beloved in the Gitchino household. Right, well, yeah, I I Solo, Solo when you listen back on this podcast, you're, I think you're going to be shocked at the things you don't hear from any of our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I okay. Well, 50% of us, me know. and oh, J-Bone, yeah. thought this movie was terrible when we first saw it back in the 80s. Yeah. At least. It's still there. So, <laughs> point being, once you get through the awkwardness of how you know, romantic dating and wooing of women is clearly borderline offensive and outdated. Dude, I love from... Team Wolf. Just stop. I fucking love Team Wolf. Team Wolf yeah. was so offensive in so many ways, and I loved it. But this has nothing to do with being offended <laughs> by this movie. It's just not a good movie. Yeah. The main character sucks, and he's not interesting. And he okay, that's the only, they tried that is literally the only criticism it. at this point has been that Steve Martin's main character isn't That's well a done. pretty important thing. That's like saying Al Pacino sucked in The Godfather. Like you yeah, would not like the movie. Very important thing. You Look, would not I like the movie. <laughs> I don't like the movie. I just don't think it sucks right. now. Well, that's I mean, your there's vote. a fine line between that's the two. Vote. I mean, but... you're trying to say we're staring at the nose of this movie and missing this amazing face. Uh, yeah, and personality and, and parkour just, ability. You're obsessing. You're getting lost parkour. up the black holes of the nostrils and your nostrils, and you're not seeing the face <laughs> for what it is. The quarks and the nostril quarks. You ever have you guys ever seen when Steve Martin was on the dating game? Uh as like when he was like a young writer and he goes on the dating game and he's hilarious. It's a really great bit you can find on YouTube. It's like black and white and it's really good. It's really good, Steve Martin. It's really good, like subtle Steve Martin. It's fun. And the and he totally <laughs> wins, by the way. They go on a date. Steve Martin just, is good. He's yeah. good. Yeah, I just good. I want to yeah. be clear that I don't think like Steve Martin. Like That's how like I landed on this. I, end, I, I like Steve Martin. I don't movie. like this movie. Did you see uh, Only Murders in the Building? He just did the Martin Short. It's a no. really funny show. It's yeah. really good. Speaking, speaking of Martin Short, is it time we try to do one of his? Well, let's yeah, talk we about it. Do, we got uh, a few minutes left. Can we land on? Can we land on one? Was, uh, I got one? a good suggestion for that. I just wanted to uh, Inner Space. We should do Inner Space. Oh yeah. I also think if we were going on the rom com thing, and we can put this one on the list, which I've suggested for a while, is I Love You to Death. If we're talking about you know that's the kevin klein one 
and Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman. Oh, speaking of, speaking of Tracy Ullman, if anybody has not watched the second half of the current Curb Your Enthusiasm season, Tracy Ullman comes on to the second half of this new season and absolutely fucking destroys this show up down sideways. It's honestly one of like the most incredible comedic performances I've ever seen in my life. Just if you don't even watch Curb, just find like episode seven or whatever where she is first on and just watch those three episodes. Tour, what's the word? Tour de force, tour de force or whatever. I mean, Fucking she is. She's, a coming, in, she's coming out of the bullpen with I mean, 110 mile power fastball and just firing it past everybody. It's fucking unreal it's an incredible performance if she doesn't win an emmy i don't even know if an emmy should exist anymore it's that good just go check it out hmm. hilarious feel that she kills nice. everybody i can see that yeah so good anyway i like the i love you to death idea that, i think that would be really fun a lot of stars that, in that movie his microphone showed up and he showed up 15 minutes later <laughs> <laughs> which is a joke Jokes and jokes and jokes. Solo, did you, <laughs> did, you, did, you did you definitively say it does not suck? It does not yes. suck. Okay. I don't love it. It's not a great movie. It doesn't yeah. hold up well. I'm not going to go to Look, fucking... counselor, you did your job. You held up. Gonna, you held I, up in court. You held up. Go to the mattress. <laughs> this, movie. this movie deserves better than four dudes piling on it. Well, it should have been... <laughs> I mean, not everybody would consider that a bad thing, Solo. So keep that in mind. I don't know. Some people want four dudes piled on there. Yeah. yeah. Dude, have you been to a quark? If you had to pick four dudes. <laughs> have you been to a quark recently? Is that when you fart and sneeze at the same time and it's a little wet? Yeah, that's a quark. <laughs> a top bottom quark. I think that's a snart. <laughs> now, dude, quantum physics is pretty wild stuff. Both of my yeah. daughters uh, fart when you tickle them. That's always oh god, one. that's got to be hilarious. <laughs> I'm putting that out there, children. I like it. Yeah, when you're older go. and you listen to this, you will hear that. Yeah, <laughs> got you. For all posterity. Yeah. Got you. It's gonna live on like a DVD. <laughs> yeah. I still think we haven't done any animated. I think something that. What about like Watership Down? Jesus. I mean, it's heavy. I don't, I don't need to cry. I don't need to man cry over the bunnies. <laughs> American <laughs> Tail. Ah, uh, I would do American Tail because there are yeah. no cats in America. Or Land Before Time. Or Land Before Time. Jewish with, mice. Uh, my We're gonna have to watch like like weird. Yeah, we Jewish could have. Mice. We could have. We could have Russian Jewish time, mice. Yeah. We could watch. It yeah. would be really timely. <laughs> I've been watching a ton of those old Disney movies with with Thea. So, what about Fible Goes West then? We'll split the difference. Jewish no, Jewish rather, mice go west. I'd rather do an American <laughs> tale. I'd rather, I, yeah, I think I'd be interested in the first one. Do you guys want to do that? That's I want to do enough it. to work. It is. Although you keep being the third, the odd vote out. We don't want to. Yeah, no, I, I'll do it. You know, whatever it is, I'll do it, and I'll do it good. But <laughs> just put your big dick down and make a decision. I like the, I like the birds, but I like the American <laughs> tale idea. Too. I, I like American tale. If we're looking to do a, uh, isn't that Slain Dion? Movie. What's the song? The song's a, a fucking fat, slap. No, There's uh, no cats in America. Is no, the best. No. It's not Celine Dion. No, no that's my heart. That's my heart will go on. From yeah. Um, isn't like Barbara Streisand or something? I don't know. That's Barbara a good Streisand. Barbara Streisand oh, sings boom. all the tunes. Boom. I'll sing it for you. I'm Goob's sorry, I just it. saw uh, I just saw Babs. Licorice Pizza and, and uh, I really want to see Licorice Pizza. It's Linda Ronstadt. Linda yeah. Ronstadt. I call it the poor man's Babs. No, <laughs> he's the Which best. Way I love better. her. What? Love she's better than Barbara. Yeah, I love Linda. Linda survived like cool Don Henley. You're out of the tribe, Mike. Yeah, All right, really. so we're doing we're doing an American tale. We're going to go animated. We're going to do a, a timely story of people fleeing Russia because it sucks. And uh, Jewish you know, mice specifically. Jewish Strangely mice because, relevant. Yes. Yeah. So okay, so we're going we're going to get into it, and maybe we'll have all the various children chime in with uh, their opinions on it. And Dave, <laughs> you can just have your dog. Oh, that'll work. If I if I can get my daughter to sit through this entire movie, yeah. just go, just go find a kid on the street and make him watch it with yeah, you. Yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, come on, you'll love it. It's not bad if I say I have candy, right? It's not. No, you. <laughs> saying you have candy in itself is not a felony. It's what you yeah. do after that that matters. It's not a van. It's my house. 
<laughs> That's gross. American Tale, not not the second one, the original American Tale. That's not next. Don Bluth. West. Thank you Disney, for listening, everybody. Uh, Don Bluth, yeah. post Disney. Post Disney. He left. Post-Disney. Burned it yeah. down, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Boom. Boom. Later, Boom. y'all. I just feel like you guys don't really appreciate the Cyrano de Bergerac act. Yeah, we get it, Solo. We get it. It's classic Jesus literature. Christ. You guys may not have heard of the classic literature. It's like it's like really good. We get it. You went to a safety yeah. school, Solo. I get it. We yeah, understand it. It's an adaptation. It's a 12-line repetitive rhyming scheme. The, you, I don't know if you... We get it. You went you to a know. school that sounds yeah. like Harvard, okay? We threw, we threw, we threw in another syllable. <laughs> if you say it real quick while drinking, people think you went to Harvard, huh? Yes. <laughs> You're like, I'm Here a Harvard man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. In your ear. Podcast Network.